If you brought your Bibles this morning, um, and there's some in the pews if you don't have one, turn to the book of Jeremiah for just a moment, uh, and you can mark that place. So again, if you've got your Bibles and you want to read along with us this morning, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, and I want you to hold that for just a moment, and then I want you to go back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 17. So if you have your Bibles and you want to read along with us, and I will try to read some other places, but... Uh, to follow along this morning, you're uh, encouraged to turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, and also to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 17. That's where we're going to begin uh, here in just a moment. Again, Jeremiah 23, and in Deuteronomy, chapter uh, 17, we're going to read in just a moment. I, as you're turning those two places, I want to tell you about something I, I discovered, or I was uh, kind of investigating or reading about the other day, and it's this digital pen. It's a pen that as you write, it's got a recorder on it, and as you're taking notes, it'll go back. If, you, if you've written on a page and you got a question about what was said in a class or whatever, you can go back to that place that you wrote, and it can take you to the, to the audio version where you could hear it. And I was pretty amazed. I thought, that's pretty interesting how these pens do that. And then I was seeing how that you can train them to your handwriting. That if you start writing certain things, that it'll take your handwriting and it'll put it in a type text. And I thought, man, that's something that I need because nobody else can read my handwriting. And if I can train a program to, to understand that, then that would be pretty amazing. There's a lot of research that tells us that there's something about writing things down that helps you to retain. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I learned my multiplication tables by writing them down over and over and over and over again, I wrote them. Now, I'm not saying you had to learn it that way. I'm not saying there's not other ways that you cannot. But I want you to understand that there's something important about writing it down. Years ago, when we started transforming from the old, I used to have a, a paper calendar. I'd open it up, and sure enough, every, every calendar that came out or every event, I would just start writing it down. Now we start creating this in a digital world, and we're just sharing this out. But we don't write them down. We just kind of share them on. And, I, and I'm telling you all this morning because I hope that you'll see that there is some understanding a long time ago, and I believe there's even some relevance to it to now, that there's just something about you being the one to record it because it gives you ownership or understanding of it. If I just go in and I, as we might say in, in the current age, copy and paste and I'm not reading anything, then it's not something I'm doing. It's something that I'm taking from somebody else, but it's about me writing. I tell you all that this morning because all of Israel's kings were required to write and I want to say that to you again. They were required to write the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Now, I think you know that that's not an assignment that's going to be done overnight. It's not one of those, well, that's not fair. That's too much work for me to write. But here's what I really, really, really feel the need to drive home this morning. Why was the Word of God so important to a king? But even more than that, should that word be important to us? This morning I want to read in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 17. And I'm going to skip down to the 18th verse and then we're going to come back and pick up some other verses in just a minute. But again, Deuteronomy 17, skip down to the 18th verse. 
And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priest, the Levite. This morning, I want you to think about this very idea. Write him a copy. Now, we, we understand pretty simply what it means to copy something. It means somebody else has it, but instead of you having your copy of it, I have to have one that applies to me. Let's start right now. Who roams this earth right now that the word of God does not apply to them? Is there anybody? Is there a leader that roams this earth? Is there a servant that roams this earth? Is there the young or the old? Is there anybody on this earth that does not need a copy of the word of God? Now, that brings out a whole other idea. We have electronic copies, and we have copies that, that we distribute even here at church. We, we have the Word of God that we get out there, but it's important that everybody have the Word of God for their life. Here in the book of Deuteronomy, I want to back up for just a minute to the 14th verse. This is what happens when a, when, when a king was to be chosen. Now... When we look at these verses here in just a minute, is that God did not want them to have a monarch. He wanted them to have a king. Monarch means that there was one person that their rule was going to apply to everybody else. What God said, if you're going to be a king, you've got to abide by the words of God. Folks, I still believe today that we are not a monarchy in the sense that we are ruled by any one person or even group of people. I believe we are ruled by the Word of God. God has never told me and God, has, I don't assume, has ever told you to take in some form of a pen and a paper or a pencil and a paper and write down the first five books of the Bible, every word, and use it for you and be accountable and responsible for that. God has never asked me of that. But the idea this morning is not that God would give us what we would call busy work, but that God would let us see the importance of His Word. And as God began to choose them as a king, it, 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 He would allow them to have a king, but even that king had to realize is that the Word of God had to apply the king. Folks, how I wish that every leader around this world today would take the Word of God in the necessity by which the king of Israel had to take Sometimes I even wonder if the leaders of our, of, our, of our land and country all around the world, different countries, I wonder if they even know what the Word of God is. But it's important for the king of Israel that they would write these words. And when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt possess it, and shalt dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. God preferred not to use the method of, of he preferred different methods through the judges and other methods but but God wanted to deal with the people of Israel in a different way but he was going to allow a king but he said there's one thing about that king that king was not more superior than God in other words the king's opinions and ideas and theories never were higher than the very words of God and that was going to be very very plain here this morning thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose, one from among thy brethren. In other words, we're not going to get some heathen from a strange land. We're going to get somebody from amongst you. And he says, from amongst thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee, and thou mayest not set a stranger over thee. 
which is not thy brother. Kind of a, a interesting to see that he's talking about a, a brothers and a sisters or a relationship or a kinship. Folks, we are all kin by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that is the word of God should be important to all of us that are of the kinship of Jesus Christ. And when we say it, write him a copy. Write you a copy. Make a copy for you. But he says, but he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt. Don't, don't, don't change things. You're going to keep trusting in God to the end that he should multiply horses. For as much as the Lord hath said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself. What he's talking about there is, he said, you don't need multiple wives that are going to lead you away from the things of God. He said, you need to be focused on the word of God. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. It's not about riches. Now let's get to the very first verse that I read to you here this morning. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. Let's keep reading a couple of more. And it shall be with him. And he shall read therein all the days of his life. We're, we're, you're, you're seeing the shift that's going to happen. You write the word of God. And he said it is not just something that's relevant for some days. He shall read therein all the days of his life. That he may learn to fear the Lord his God. To keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them. That his heart be not lifted up above his Brethren, just because he's king does not mean he's more important to God. Folks, there's not a leader in this world, and I would say this in the middle of a, of a room full of, of leaders around our world today, there is not a leader in this world that is more important to God than any other soul. A soul is a soul that needs to be saved and abide by the word of God, every single one. And he's teaching the humility of that, that a king has to write the word and read the word and apply the word to his life. That he be not turned aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left or the end that he may prolong his days in the kingdom. He and his children in the midst of Israel. So every king was told and instructed to write the word of God. That's from verse 18. So what you have to realize is, is that a king... The word of God was important and a part of his daily life. Folks, I hope that I can say this and you all will say, well, well, absolutely, preacher. But folks, the word of God is meant for us every day of our life. It's not something that we come in on Sunday and say, well, here's the word of God. I know we have Bibles in our pews and you, you, may, you may pull one out, you may leave. But folks, I hope you'll take advantage of those that we have or take one out of your pew. The word of God is something we need every single day. God told the kings, he said, before you can rule or as you rule, you've got to take the first five books. And he said, you've got to write all of these down and you've got to take a, a, a scribe. You and I might copy and paste it. We'd go somewhere and very easily can I just copy and paste what those scriptures teach us. But we see here in the beginning in this verse 18 is that the word of God was present and it was relevant in the lives of a king and so should it be to the other people. Folks, the word of God, I hope this morning and I pray that the word of God is relevant to all of us. And I hope that we might see the necessity of all of these things. It says when he, 
When he, talking about the king, sitteth on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write him a copy of this law. So uh, the Pentateuch, the first, the, these first Bibles, books of the Bible, he said all of these had to be written down so that they could be used. You know, of all the things that people do not have in their life that concerns me, it's people that do not have the Word of God in their life. There's where a great concern is. That's why we said, write him a copy. Folks, you need a copy of God's Word, not just a physical sense of it, but it needs to apply to you in your life. And as the king was told, it says, and he shall write him a copy of this law. In other words, all these things are going to be written down. And this king was going to realize that there was absolutely nothing more important than the Word of God. Folks, I hope right now in 2022 we can all still agree and we can all still say that there is nothing more important than the Word of God. People have platforms and people have agendas and people have all these things. And I'm not going to, uh, to, to mingle in all those things, but what I am saying is I still believe right now the most important guide that we have in our life is the Word of God. God's Word is what we need. We, we have all these other things. But you remember God said, I'm not setting you up a, a monarchy where you're ruled by one man's opinion. He said, I want you to be ruled by my Word. And right now I believe God is still saying that. That no matter how high of a position that you hold in your life, He being the King sitteth on the throne, He shall write him a copy of this law. Woe to any man this day that thinks that the Word of God is not relevant to him, but those that are below him. Folks, God's Word is relevant to every single one of us. No matter how young we are, God's Word is relevant to us. No matter how old we are, God's Word is relevant to us. No matter what kind of job we have, no matter what position we may have, no matter today what our, 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 our political affiliation may be, the Word of God is relevant for every single one of us. And the king of Israel had to take the Pentateuch, and I want to read this many times this morning, and he says, that he shall write him a copy of this law. Notice what he said, that he shall write him a copy of this law. What is the purpose of the law? It's to give us our guidance. It's to give us our rule. It's to give us our direction that we need in our life. And he shall write him a copy of this law. Isn't it amazing today that the kings had to also apply and also had to, uh, uh, to, to was obligated to live and abide by the words of God. Now, I'm going to ask this question again. Is there anybody that roams this earth right now that, that you would like to say... Except for them, they do not have to abide by the Word of God. Is there anybody today that we can say does not have to abide by the Word of God? And I'll pause. Because I, I'm very well acquainted with the fact and I assume that we all understand that the Word of God is meant for every single person. Regardless of your rank, regardless of your personality, regardless if you're a mean old person, regardless if you're a happy old lad, regardless of who you are today, God's Word is relevant to our lives. And every king had to sit down and write these words. And he had to make him a copy. He couldn't just inherit it from the previous king. He said, no, that was for that king to abide by. You've got to have it for you in your life. And he says, he shall write him a copy of this law. How long do you think that took? If you ever want to just want to know how detailed a king was, 
Just sit down in the book of Genesis, take you a piece of paper, and you take a pencil, and just write a couple of chapters. You see, the king had to spend a lot of time in the Word. Folks, how I wish that the leaders of our land and country, not just here in the U.S., but all around the world, would spend an immense amount of time in the Word of God because that is our rule. These kings, they couldn't just kind of speed read or or, or kind of just glance through it. They had to write for themselves a copy. And it says that he shall write him a copy of this law. If he was going to get the job done, he was going to have to be diligent. He was going to have to be consistent. Folks, if we're going to abide by the word of God, we're going to have to be diligent. We're going to have to be consistent. And we're going to have to have the word of God and write him a copy of this law. But you know, I, I got to thinking over the last few days, if I sat down and wrote the pen to you on a piece of paper, in, in, in our time, a pencil paper and a, and a pen, if I was to spend that kind of time, do you think that would be important for me? Absolutely. If I've got that invested in it, it's important to me. So the question is, what have you done in your life to show those around you that the Word of God is important in your life? And you know what? When I thought of that, I just wanted to hide under a table because there's not much I can show the world that the Word of God is important. Do we study His Word? Do we get into the Word? Do we abide by His Word? Do we live by His Word? Do we share His Word? Do we, do we, do we feed on His Word? We talk about what the Word of God can do in our life, but have we made ourselves a copy of the Word of God so that we might be able to let it apply to us and even those that were around because that's what had to happen to all the people of Israel. The king the king had to have a copy of it and the others also had to abide by it also. For it says, write him a copy of this law. So what is the word of God? And what does the word of God do for us in our lives? If you, if you held your place here in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, if you marked that place and held it, let's go over there for just a minute. Why was the word of God so important for the king of Israel? Preacher, that's your job, as some might even say, or that's your calling, we might say. You're supposed to teach us the word of God. I do believe that we have messages that come from God that God requires the church, or God asks of the church to preach, but I also believe that we all have to feast on the things of God. How important, or what does the word of God do for us? Jeremiah 23, and skip down to the 29th verse. Is not my word like a fire? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord? And like a hammer that breaketh the rocks in pieces. Do you know what he's trying to compare? Let's take side A and let's take side B. Side A is the false prophets or the false teachers. Side, and, and by the way, in their words, the other side is the word of God. So the idea is, if you take all these false teachings that are out there, what are they doing to change the lives of people? I hope you all will agree with me when I say this. Not the words of the false prophets, but folks, the Word of God will change your life. The Word of God will do things for you you cannot do yourself. It's not a matter of fact, we might even go ahead and say things you don't want to do for yourself, but the Word of God says, the pen to you, or the Word of God says, this is what we must abide by. Listen to what he says. 
Is not my words like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Notice what he says. My word saith the Lord. Folks, I believe that, that God is the author from Genesis all the way to Revelation. I don't believe that man was smart enough to be able to compose the word of God. If you remember, I believe it was Jeremiah that God told him. He said, I want you to compose in a book the things that I speak to you. Moses was told the same thing. He said, write these things down. You see, if, if you write it down, God said there's a purpose for it. Folks, I believe from Genesis all the way to Revelation, all 66 books, and I believe that everything in between, God has a purpose, and I believe that He divinely inspired man to write these words. God made a copy of those words so they can apply to us. And He says, My word saith the Lord. If God inspired the word, He chose man to write the word, did He not? Does that mean that God's word existed before he spoke it to Peter, to James, to John, to Moses, to Solomon? Did God's word exist before that? Absolutely. The difference is God allowed man to become part of it. Aren't you glad today that the word of God is not just some story that we pull from a library and say, look at what happened in their life, but we can take the word of God and apply it to our own individual lives? Aren't you glad this morning that we can write Him a copy? That the Word of God is not just for you, but the Word of God applies to me. So easy do we say they should do this and they should do that and they should do this. The Scripture says that. But folks, the Word of God, yes, it applies to them. But more importantly, the Word of God is for me. I need my own copy of the Word of God. Not because I'm a king, but because the Word of God is important. He said, write it down. He said, you make you a copy of those words because they are important. And here we see that God is beginning to tell. Here in the book of Jeremiah, He says... Uh, he tells them there in Jeremiah 23 and verse 29, he says, My word saith the Lord. You know what? I believe that God is saying there's other words and there's other opinions that are out there, but I believe God has made it plain for a long time that His word is more important than anybody else's. Man, and I say this so frequently, but we're not shy of opinions. We're not shy of that. People, people tell you all day long, this is what I think, or this is what I think. Folks today, what does God say? That's the, that's the true burning question today. What does God's Word say? When we take that copy and we apply it to our life, what does that Word say for us? How does it apply to us? How does it change us? How does it modify us? What does it do for us in our life? And God said, of all the words that are out there, He said, My Word... His is the ultimate authority. I think you will agree with that. But he says, "My is not my word like as a fire. If God's word is superior to everything else, should we know His words more than anything else? I want to get off the track for just a second. Ask yourself how much time in a day you spend on relevant things. Versus irrelevant things. Sometimes I get on these kicks and I'll start reading and researching all kinds of stuff because I want to figure out how it works. And I'm not saying those things are not important. But you know, sometimes we get digging into things and trying to understand all these uh, different things that are out there and different 
how something operates or you know the best the, the best price you can get on something or whatever is going to last the longest but you know God's word sometimes we don't really get into it we're going to save that up for Sunday morning when I get to church on Sunday morning that preacher's going to give me enough it's going to last me all way long he may or may not but I know this folks God's word should be something that we dig into all the days of our life but you know what I don't I guess I'm going to be really really transparent with you sometimes we're busy from the time our alarm goes off and we hit that floor running to the time we lay down tonight, we're just busy, 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 busy. And we're like, Lord, I just don't have time to make time for your word. May we always realize that his word is important in our life. And notice what he says. He says, it's not my word like as a fire. He compares the word of God to a fire and a hammer. Now, there's lots of other things that, that the word of God will do. But here in this particular verse... It says, is his word not like a fire? You know, I've learned that a fire will do one of two things. We understand that a fire can destroy. If we was to pile a bunch of books or wood or whatever and we lit it on fire, it's going to destroy those products. But you know what a fire will also do? It will also bring warmth to those that are cold. You know, in other words, a fire can bring judgment or fire can bring comfort in our lives. You know what? I've seen God's word. I say I've seen. I have experienced God's word bringing judgment to me, rebuking me and condemning me. But I've also found God's word to bring comfort and warmth in my word and in my life. God's word gives me what we stand in need of. And today he tells us, he says, Is not my word like a fire? And then he goes on to say, And like a hammer that breaketh, the rock. Do you know what kind of force and power? You know what I've learned about a rock? If I was to have a rock up here, and maybe we should do this some Sunday. And I'll tell you, just a fist up and you hit it all day long. You're going to walk by and your hand's going to get sore after a while. But maybe, maybe one of these Sundays when we do this, this idea or this test this theory out. What if I was to give you just a three pound sledgehammer and we all come by. We pound on that rock with a hammer. Folks, that rock's going to break because of the hammer before it ever will by what I do. All the things that we face in this life, I may be the only person up here sometimes doing this right here because I keep hitting that rock on my own. Sometimes God says, don't try to hit it on your own. He says, get the word. You take that word and you hammer on that rock, He said, for His word will break it. Folks, I'm glad today to know that the power of God not lies within me, but in Him. And that's why the kings were instructed to take His Word and write it down because they needed to make a copy for themselves so that they can experience that power. And we believe in that. You read in Matthew chapter 20, excuse me, Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus was, uh, let me just turn and read there uh, for just a minute. As Jesus was being tempted... He was fasting for 40 days when the tempter came to him. This is Matthew 4 and 3, by the way. And he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made of bread. And Jesus answered and said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In other words, the source of bread is more important than the bread itself. The source of the Word of God is more important than us having some kind of process paper with ink printed. Folks, it's the source that's more important for us. 
Those kings had to understand that it wasn't just the fact that they had, by some punishment, had to write down the Pentateuch. The problem was, is that when they wrote it down, that not only did it apply to them, they had to abide and they knew the author of those very words. It was important to them. And I pray that it's important to every single one of us today in our lives. For I'm going to turn back to Deuteronomy for just a minute. And he says, He shall write him a copy of the stone out of the, that which is before the priests and the Levites. And it shall be with him. The word of God is not meant to be put in a corner. The king said, This is my copy. This is for me. You need a copy. You need to write it down for yourself. But this is what I need. And again, treading on a fine line, there's plenty of physical copies that we have. But you know, I've got to take the Word of God and apply it to me in my life, and you've got to take it and apply it in your life. And he says, and he shall read therein all the days of his life. Well, he wrote the Scriptures when he was on the throne. Not only was he writing a copy, but here it says, and he read therein all the days of his life. Folks, the Word of God was important for a king. Is it easy for a leader to get caught up in that, well, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy? Or is the word of God important? He shall read therein all the days of his life. Folks, one of the best habits we can get into is taking God's word every single day. You know, a lot of people retire from their jobs or they finish a project you know, you all, I love listening to projects. You're doing this and that. And, you know, one of these days you're going to get finished with that project or you're going to get finished with your job. Or maybe you're going to punch out at the end of a day. Maybe you're going to graduate from high school. I don't know, but we all have accomplishments we have in our life. But is there ever a time in our life where we reach the point where we do not need the Word of God anymore? Is there ever a point that we graduate from reading and applying the Word of God on a daily basis? He shall read therein all the days of his life. We never retire. We never stop. We never cease that. Because how many days go by you don't eat? I'm getting personal now, right? How many days do we go by we don't eat? Job says in 23 and 12, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. We plan in our house, we're planning lunch and supper before we ever eat anything for breakfast. It's just, it, it's a given. We're, we're going to eat something during the day. Now, whether we're eating healthy or quick or whatever, that's always a, a discussion or debate. But we're always planning. It's, it's, it's not a, are we going to eat? The fact is, what are we going to eat? What if we woke up every morning and say, are we going to read God's Word and replace it with, what part of God's Word am I going to read today? What if it become part of our life every single day? But that means something's got to come out. Is there anything in our life that we can let loose of? Probably a lot of things, but I'll let you be the, the, the judge of that. And he shall read therein all the days of his life that he may learn. Man, reading the scriptures, the things that it teaches us of all the things that we should and all the things that we should not do. But no, let's just keep reading. I'm going to hurry along. That he may learn from the uh, learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do 
them. When you read that again, see if you can believe or understand that you are affected by what you read. I'm going to read this verse again. Let me go ahead and give you this warning. Be careful what you read. Our, our, with technology, I can pull up a lot of stuff right now. and it's, it, You can be affected by what you read. Read that verse one more time. To keep the words of this law and these statutes to do them. The whole purpose of the king reading the law was so he could live by it. Not just check a box off saying, well, uh, I've read the law for the days. Let's go to the next thing. Well, I've written my portion of the law for now. Let's go to the next thing. <coughs> but the idea is, is that the purpose of reading of the law is so that you can apply it. So the word would say, to do them. If you was to take these scriptures that the king of Israel wrote down in the Pentateuch, why did he do that? Was he being punished? I know, and, and, and that's kind of one of the things a lot is, you don't want to punish people with writing, and I, and I do get that. I'm not trying to, to punish people by writing. But remember, there's this idea that if you write something down, you take accountability, or there's a retention that, that sometimes is, is even greater than just trying to memorize things. I say that to you because the Word of God is meant to have a result in your life, and that very says, remember what the reading is? To do them. Folks, that's all God wants us to do. For I found a verse in the book of Psalm, chapter 119, in verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I don't know if this is very popular belief amongst our world today, but I hope it is. I believe that reading God's word and abiding by God's word will make you a better moral and ethical person. I believe that if you will listen to God's word and you will read God's word, you will be a more moral and a better ethical person by simply abiding by God's word. Because you know what the world will say? What happens in Vegas can stay in Vegas. You know what the world's going to say? Well, if they can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right. There's lots, of, there's lots of little slogans that our world has today that tries to justify the things, but God's word says, abstain from it. God's world says, God's word says, remove yourself from it. God's word tells us that we should abide by His promises and His words. So what do we cling to today? Deuteronomy there in the 17th chapter, in that 18th verse, and I'm going to close. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priest, the Levites. Do you have a copy of these words today? Not just in your hand, but in your heart. That's why I love in the New Testament when Moses, or excuse me, when Paul talked about that the law written on the tablets of our hearts do we have these things written that we might apply them every day of our life? Do you have a copy? I want us to get a song this morning.